Plane Lab. I'm Ron. And I'm Tom. Today we are talking about hinges. Yep. It's exciting. It is exciting. Before we get into that, though, I want to remind everybody, we are on Patreon. If you like what we do or if you've learned anything or if you just want to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash rcplanelab and sign up. We appreciate any any support we get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Every every little bit helps because this is really... Not as cheap as we imagined it was going to be when we started. So Well, we want to do things right. Right. So anything that we get through Patreon does not go into our pockets. It goes right. into the show. Yep. Uh, it goes into buying more equipment, better lighting. Cameras. Cameras, yeah. We've got a few of those. <laughs> um, and just, like I said, in general, to, to better what we give to you guys. Yep. Um, none of it gets spent on airplanes or anything fun for us. No. We're st- still out of pocket on a lot of <laughs> a lot of the stuff we do, which is okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, yeah, if you want to be a Patreon, go sign up. We would appreciate it. Yep. Uh, also, we're on YouTube. If you're not watching us on YouTube, don't forget to go check out our channel there. Which is really exciting. It's We're getting there. Yeah. I feel There's like we're getting a little there. bit better as we get go along, but well, I mean, we still it's just have like a long podcast, way to go. Yeah. It was just like the podcast. We were terrible at the beginning. I could say terrible because I felt like we were terrible. Yeah. But uh, I feel like we're okay. We shoot for okay, right? Yeah, we strive for nothing but okay. <laughs> and yeah, but we'll, we'll get there. You we'll know, there. like I said, it's a learning experience. There's a lot that goes into this. Yeah. Uh, which surprised me. I didn't realize that when we started. Yeah. Like YouTube, I just thought it'd be simple. You know, you throw a video up there, but it's not. Wow. Yeah, it's way over my head. Like Ron does all the editing here and... Uh, the amount of time he spends on it just yeah i thought it was just simple you record it with a camera and put it up there for people to watch but it's just not quite that simple well i guess on the the basic area it is but yeah we want to do things right we do or at least try to and learn yeah. from our mistakes hey and speaking of doing things um a lot of the content that we come up with actually comes from you guys uh, so either through the listener surveys or by contacting us, and there's many ways you guys can get a hold of us. There are. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, you can get us. I was going to say, are you going to tell them? Or yeah, you just, I was just going to okay. tell them. Uh, <laughs> you can get a hold of us on uh, our website, uh, rcplanelab.com. Uh, you can text or voice give us voicemail at the uh, 1-800 number. <laughs> it's 818-351-9846. That's not a 1-800 number? It's an 818 number. Um, but yeah, you can text that number. You can also call it and leave a voicemail. Uh, you can comment on any of our Facebook posts. Um, also on our YouTube videos, you can uh, comment on those. And that'd be one other way you could get a hold of us. Uh, you can email us. Uh, I'm Tom at rcplanelab.com. And that's Ron at rcplanelab.com. Yep. Uh, there's Instagram, which... I'll be honest, I really don't know how that works. I don't even have, I don't think, an Instagram account. But we do have a RC Plane Lab Instagram account, and it we is do. monitored by... Uh, I think both of our wives yeah, actually kind of do it. Lori probably <laughs> more so than Crystal, but right. yeah, I think they both have access to it. So yep. other than that, I don't know Instagram. Yeah. So there's lots and lots of ways you can get a hold of us. And uh, don't forget, we, we also have uh, really cool... Uh, forums out there that I am guilty of, of not visiting as often as I should. Um, but yeah, we have forums there and you can get a hold of us there too. Yeah. Forums.rcplanelab.com. Yep. And Ask your questions. Pretty much links to all those uh, cool features right on our website. So the website kind of be in the main hub. You can go to any of these other features just by clicking links that Ron has put on the website. Except I don't have Instagram or Facebook on there. So yeah. He's he's correct with most of them, but not all of them. 
That's okay. Well, that's what I strive for. Mostly correct. <laughs> See, we go for okay. <laughs> so let's get on the hinges. You want to talk about hinges? hinges? Yeah, hinges. Hinges are kind of exciting. Well, they are. Um, I think they're like one of the most important components on on an airplane that, that we install ourselves on an airplane. Well, without them, I mean, you couldn't move. No, not really. You wouldn't be able to control your airplane. You would just go straight right. into a lawn dart into the ground. That's right. And pretty soon, uh, you'll get to see all of the hinges that we're getting ready to talk about, uh, these hinges in action and how the steps I take to install them uh, on YouTube pretty soon. If Ronald <laughs> quit being lazy and gets get his editing on. Yeah, so we've recorded the episode or the the videos, I guess. Yeah, the hard part's done, right? No, 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 no. For you, maybe. Uh, but yeah, we, we recorded how to install a bunch of these different hinges. Um, I don't even know how many he did, but there were quite a few. There's a few. Um, and he did an okay job. So we'll... <laughs> okay, see? Strive for okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to see him as soon as I get off my lazy bum and, and get it edited up. Maybe by the time this is up, uh, we'll have some done, but I'm not promising that. Yeah. Well, even if they're not, if the hinging video isn't up, it'll be up shortly, you know, after hopefully. Yeah. So at least that's the goal. And the easiest way to find out when it is up is go to uh, YouTube, look for us, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. And if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, anytime we post something new on there, you'll get a notification when uh, it gets posted. So you won't miss a thing if you subscribe. Right away. Yep. So hinges. Hinges. All right. Um, Lots of different styles out there. Well, let's name them off. What do we have first? Well, gosh, I mean, uh, before we even start naming them off, we, you know, I, I did a kind of a, when we decided we were going to do hinges, I just rapidly kind of went through and wrote down all the hinges that I'm familiar with and the ones I use the most. And then we did a Google search and found that many more. So there's lots and lots of different styles of hinges out there. And we'll start with the most basic, which is tape. Tape? Yeah. Yeah, tape. So I don't really consider tape a hinge, but well, I guess you're right. But that when, it yeah, does. when applied as a hinge, it becomes a hinge, right? <laughs> um, so yeah. packing tape on some of our foamies uh, becomes a hinge. Uh, pretty. Uh, oh, pretty, I forgot. I have used that before. Yeah. yeah. See? So pretty simple to use. You just basically cut a cut a bevel on the leading edge of the control surface, and then you basically tape the uh, the uh, flat side of it. Um, to the uh, <laughs> having trouble coming up with the words, um, but to the, to the, you know, the control just, surface to the airframe. There you go. Uh, you put a piece of tape across there, and now presto, change of you've got a hinge. And if you want to make it extra secure, you flip it over on itself 180 degrees, yep. and then put another piece of tape put on the back. Another piece of tape. Pretty common practice with foamies and yeah. really really small airplane. You can accomplish the same sort of uh, um, outcome with uh, monocoat. Or ultra coat, if you prefer, uh, the same procedure. But instead of being self adhesive, you just iron it on, um, not on foam. I was going to say, probably, yeah, let's. I should let's, probably, yeah, we're getting uh, back to balsa that. on this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you're if you've got a really small balsa airplane, uh, you can get a cheap, easy hinge by monocoating uh, your hinge line. So, yeah, but like for the the cheap, like profile throwaway type foamy airplanes, that you don't want to spend a lot of money on those anyway. Right. And that's the perfect type of hinge is just packing tape. That's right. Yeah. Um, I've even seen folks use, and I've used it myself. I think it's called. Um, Band-Aid makes it. It's a. It's a. It's made for um, bandages, um, and it's a self-adhesive tape that has like a fi, like a almost like a fabric embedded in it. I've used that before as well. 
Um, the problem with that is it doesn't last very long, but it's it's great for prototyping. Like if you're going to design a foamy or something and you just want something quick to put it together to see if it's going to fly, this uh, tape you get from Band-Aid is pretty slick in the way it gets used. Well, really, though, I mean, like profile foamies and stuff aren't really meant to last forever anyway. Well, that's true. I mean, like they – I don't think they have a shelf life like a – a, a balsa type airplane would have. Am no. I? I mean, do you agree with no, that? No, I, w- I would agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So once again, that kind of goes back to the use the right hinge for the right airplane, and a, a cheap roll of tape is a lot easier to use than anything else for for a profile foamy like that. Yeah. True story. I wouldn't lie. Yep. So, and you're not a liar. That's for sure. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so the next type of hinge is probably the most popular type of hinge, and that's the CA hinge. And, mm-hmm. and all that is really, it's a it's a very thin, flat layer of plastic uh, that has uh, some sort of cotton-type flocking um, sandwiched uh, on either side of the plastic. Uh, the purpose of the flocking is to wick the CA into the joint once you've prepared a joint. So um, really common on ARVs. Uh, even back uh, when kits were, were really popular, uh, they were common in uh, – a common inclusion in the in the kit as part of the hardware package. Um, really super easy to use. Uh, they've provided, uh, they're installed correctly. They're fairly durable. Um, you can, uh, they're, they're fairly strong uh, when used in the right application. Um, and like I said, they're, they're fairly easy. You just cut a slot, slide the hinge in there um, on both surfaces, uh, slide the control surfaces together and, Put a few drops of CA in there, and there you go. You got a hinge surface. So with like with this hinge versus any other type of hinge, mm-hmm. um, how do you know how many hinges to put in a surface? Well, usually, so if you're not designing something yourself, um, if you're going off of plans, the plans will usually tell you how many hinges to use. Um, I try not to to get more than six inches, six to eight inches between hinges. Uh, now, if it's a if it's a you know a, a highly aerobatic with really huge control surfaces, I'll I'll err on the side of caution and I'll go more than that every four inches or so. Um, but really, it, it's kind of down to what the structure will allow you to use. Um, you know, CA hinges because you have to actually create a pocket for them. If there's a structure on the backside of your hinge pocket that's say some hard balsa or even maybe plywood, then that'll kind of limit where you get to put your hinges because it's hard to cut a slot on a piece of plywood. Yeah. Um, well, depends. Well, true. Depends you, on your tools. If you have the right tools, which we'll cover and when yeah, well, Ron does the editing, um, when we do the hinge oh. video. Well, we can talk about them here later in this episode too. True. That way we can just kind of do a quick what is what and how do you use them. True. Um, but yeah, the CA hinge... Uh, very basic, very easy to use, uh, pretty handy. Like um, if you have an airplane that uh, is older and you want to recover it, uh, these hinges are easy to cut apart. Uh, you just basically slice down the center of the hinge um, and then add new hinges either side of the old one and off you go. It makes it easy for recovering and things like that. So pretty common hinge, pretty popular. I use them. It's not my favorite, but uh, we'll get we'll get to my favorite here. In, yeah, in that's – well, these are what I use on my Duelist. And mm-hmm. I know you didn't. You use something different on yours. Right. Um, but like – so the problem I came across – and I, I think this would happen on any plane I build until I kind of get used to it. So I tried to make like the, the control surfaces move – 
farther than they needed to. Yeah. And by doing that, uh, I created a gap. And I think that's kind of where that flutter came in that I had with the, could with be. the duelist. Um, could be. So really, I mean, like, I think I was going for like 45 degree <laughs> deflection on that, which that plane doesn't does, need. Absolutely does not need that much. At all. Because <laughs> when I flew it, I don't think I ever went full deflection. <laughs> and I think you had the rates turned down some too. Yeah, I think so. I don't um, remember what it was And I don't think I ever one, went but... full stick in either direction. And that thing had plenty of authority. <laughs> yeah. So by doing that, though, it, it really opened up that gap. And you have to be careful with the gap because obviously the bigger the gap, the more uh, air you have going through it. And that'll induce flutter. Yep. Um, but the trick that I found for installing these that makes it kind of uh, uh, easier, I guess, so you don't lose where the center is, is I use a couple push pins. Oh, yeah. That go mm-hmm. and you put the you push the push pins. You push the push. My, hold on. That's hard you to push say. Push the push. Yeah, you actually push, you push the push, the push pins. pins. Yeah, it sounded wrong when I said it. Uh, you push the push pins right through the center <laughs> of that. Still sounds wrong. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, for the eighth time, you push the push pins through the center of the uh, the hinge so that you mark like you know horizontally where the center is. So that way, when you push it into one side, it doesn't go too far. Yeah, it doesn't does that go make past sense? Halfway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if yep. this doesn't make too much sense. You can watch Tom do it when he actually does the video whenever I get that edited <laughs> when and posted. When you actually edit it and get it posted. <laughs> but that's that's important because then you don't have to worry about it going in one side too far right. because you really want it to be right centered on there so you get enough bite on each side. Exactly. Yeah, because there's, there's, no, there's no demarcation on a CA hinge, at least most of the ones, all the ones that I've seen, that tells you exactly where the center of that hinge is. Yeah. So it would be very easy to stick it in one side too far and not have enough sticking out the other side. And um, you don't even know that. Like when you're pushing right. it in, you could think that you're doing it to where it's centered. Exactly. But you don't know without having those push pins in there to kind of keep it centered. Yep. Um, and then before you glue it, pull the push pins out and push it the rest of the way together. Yep. Uh, you know, push the aileron all the way to the wing or whatever surface you're doing and then bend it a little bit, yeah. not the 45, not 45 degrees, degrees I did, uh, and then put some glue in it. And the reason I think yours opened up a gap is because when you flexed, let's say the aileron in this case, um, you may have gone past the bevel that you created on the leading yeah, edge of the aileron. So, I did. Um, as, as long as you... Uh, as long as the bevel on your control surface is at the angle that you want your total deflection to go, as long as you don't flex it past that point, you're not going to pull the hinge out. Yeah. I flex beyond that point and it's pull okay. the hinge out. Hey, and now I something. have, oh yeah, now I have a nice <laughs> gap. Um, how much glue do you put in that though? So three to four drops of thin CA on either side of the hinge. So I use way too much. <laughs> it's easy to do though because you want to make really sure is. you want to make sure that it holds. Yep. So after I saw it like wick into both sides, I was like, "Well, that's good. Let's flip it over and do it again." Do it again. And I was like, "Well, that's good. Let's flip it over and do it again." Oh, oh it's it's dripping out everywhere. Yeah. Uh, let's put some more in to make sure it got so, in. Yeah, thin CA is like like our last episode we talked about glues um, is like water. And that stuff will run everywhere. So really three to four drops per side is plenty. And I noticed too, when I was doing mine with the CA, I don't know if it was outgassing or whatever it was, but it changed the the covering a different color. Yeah, left kind uh, of a white fog or a white haze yeah, on like it. Yeah, like a haze on mm-hmm. it. And it's hard to get off. It is. It, it comes off. Yeah, debonder will get that off. Yeah, um, which you don't acetone. want a lot of debonder around your, your hinges that you just glued. But No, but that's okay. a little bit on a paper towel, usually that'll wipe right off. But um, yeah, it, it'll definitely leave a haze, um, which we talked about in the in the glue episode. Yeah, I think I used trim solvent to, to yeah. clear mine up. It worked well, but it actually discolored part of the uh, the covering, I noticed. The trim solvent did? It did. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. So okay. I don't use that anymore on places where I'm going to see. Yeah. Um, that's strange because usually trim solvent, well, at least with Monocote, um, that's who makes it. Or well, I didn't, made it, I, I should didn't say. use Monocote. Oh, that's right. I um, use that China coat stuff or whatever it was called. From, that's good uh, to know. Yeah. Because I did not know that before you just said that. Well, it was just the the blue was the only one I saw it on. I use the metallic hmm. blue, and that's where I saw the the difference in color. I'll be uh, darn. Kind of okay. just took some of its finish off. I'll be darn. So yeah, okay, be careful. All right, so be careful if you're using Monaco trim solvent on anything but Monaco. <laughs> Test so, in a small area first. <laughs> small area first. So the next hinge, um, pretty much identical uh, in construction to a CA hinge minus the flocking. Right, is Get the, the flock out of here? Is the <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah, too. I know you are. Um, <laughs> is pretty much the the nylon flex hinge. Um, this was standard equipment before CA hinges were popular. So um, CA hinges pretty much replaced these in uh, in kits and ARFs. Um, but basically, it's just a, a flat piece of nylon uh, with a uh, with a um, a. I don't want to say a void, but a molded in kind of a part line right down the center of the hinge. So you have a, you know, an A half and a B half, and you know exactly how far to slide it into the slot to get to halfway. So you don't have to use the push pins if you don't want to. And so it's just kind of like a, a thinner piece, like a thinner spot in the middle to let you know exactly. how far to go. Yep. And that um, actually is where it bends too then. Right, so exactly. That's designed easier. to be, yep, that's designed to be flexed at that point. Really also, quick. usually, the, oh, go ahead. I was going to say really quick before you go on. So time frame on all these, like, are CA hinges <laughs> the newest type of hinge? Um, or have they just gained popularity? Well, so the the CA hinges are, are probably the newest uh, style of hinge on the market um, that you can buy in a package. Like, I'm not, like, in some of our bigger, like, 3D type airplanes, those hinges are kind of built into the airframe, you know, with a one piece uh, pin, like we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the CA hinge is probably the, the newest and by newest, I mean, gosh, these things, I think they came out in the early nineties, like SIG was, I think the first one on the market and that was called an easy hinge cause they're so easy to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and they started producing them in their, in their kits and also as packages that you could buy. And this was early nineties. Um, so they've been around a long time and they're, Apparently has not been a lot of uh, development in hinge technology <laughs> lately. Well, maybe it's as good as we're going to get then, and there's there's not I mean, much else that's they, simpler and easier. They work really, really well. Uh, they really do. Um, and so do you have a problem, like obviously hinges are made to flex over and over and over again. Yeah. But I know like with plastic especially, if you bend it back and forth, you get the the stress cracks, and, yeah. and they, they're prone to failure over yes. time. Um, does the nylon hinge have anything to do with that? I mean, do you have to worry about that or with the CA hinges either? They definitely have a lifespan. Okay. Um, but because of the material they're made of, they're they're pretty resilient. Um, and like the nylon uh, flex hinge is designed for that purpose. And, and the material that they make it out of is designed to be flexed hundreds of thousands of times before it becomes brittle or breaks along that line, but they do have a lifespan. And, uh, that's another benefit to the nylon flex hinge and also the CA hinge is that they are easy to slice in half, pull your, uh, control surface away from your airframe for recovering or replacement. And then you can cut a new slot right next to the old hinge in most cases. So, but I mean, I, I can honestly say I've only ever seen, a few times where a nylon flex hinge or a CA hinge has failed because of being flexed too much. 
Now, I've seen them fail many times, you know, in crashes with impact damage. I've right. seen them separate. But as far as an operation goes, I, it's rare that I've seen one actually break due to, you know, fatigue from use. Just from being used over and over again. Right. That's good to know. Right. So there's so, no, like, none of these are ones you should stay away from. They're all pretty tried and true. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, okay. Like, all the methods that we're going to talk about have been, yeah, exactly. They've been tried and proven uh, to be durable over many, many years. Um, one more thing I want to say about the nylon uh, flex hinge is that um, because it doesn't have the flocking on it, like the cotton <laughs> the cotton <laughs> layers to wick the CA, mm-hmm. you, you really shouldn't use these with CA. Like, the nylon hinge really needs to be used with epoxy. Um yeah. I wonder why they don't do that. And they mold those hinges with uh, like holes in the flats to allow the epoxy to sort of penetrate through the hinge. And it creates sort of a pillar um, between, like if you can imagine a cross section of the hinge, um, the, the adhesive would, would form a pillar through that void in the hinge between the, the two faces of balsa that are in either side of it to really give that a strong bond so you're not going to pull it out of the control surface if it's installed correctly. But has to be done with epoxy. CA, I've seen folks use CA with these types of hinges. Um, you know, they'll use medium CA and then try to slide the you know, they'll put the CA on the hinge and then slide the hinge in the in the uh, pocket real fast. That's that's not an ideal way to do it. Just give yourself time, <laughs> use epoxy, and it's just super super strong. You'll have a very hard time pulling that apart when it's uh, when it's glued correctly. Okay. So so that's the nylon flex hinge. What else do we have, Tom? So next we have the same type of hinge. It's a nylon hinge, but these this one it's a nylon pinned hinge. Dubro makes these. Um, Carl Goldberg used to make them. Lots of companies make them. Um, pretty solid hinge. Uh, but the, the main difference is the fact that this hinge, instead of relying on that flexible piece of plastic doing the flexing, you actually have um, alternating joints that come to, to kind of uh, key together and then are pinned together with actually a pin, a metal pin. So and is that kind of like, if you looked at it, it would be more of like a, a door hinge type exactly. where you have an A and a B side that kind of go together? Exactly. Yeah. Like if you look at a, at a hinge on one of your doors in your in your home, um, you open up that hinge, you can see that there's interlocking teeth that they sort of uh, key together and then a pin slides down the middle. This is the exact same, uh, exact same principle. Yep. So is there... Because to me now you're getting to be a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say engineered, but a little bit more complicated. Do you have any issues with that failing or a pin? Because there's not going to be as much plastic on the on the pin side now or on the hinge side because you have obviously an A side and a B side where there's not a solid line of plastic. Do you have any more failures with this or what's the... No, the... the um, like, I can just see more problems with this yeah, type of hinge no, I, than I with the regular what you're saying. Um, The material, um, because there's a pin now in the center of the hinge, you know, on either end of the A or the B side, um, because they have to make that um, bulky enough to house a pin, um, there actually ends up being more plastic, uh, more material, more hinge at that center than there is on a flat nylon hinge. So they're actually, if anything, they're more robust than a, than a flat nylon style hinge. And you have the benefit of having that nice, smooth interlocking joint rotating on a pin as opposed to the resistance of bending plastic back and forth. Okay. Well, I, if I, that makes sense. No, I, I get that then. So if you're getting thicker 
So obviously then the middle is going to get thicker then. Exactly. Like where the hinges. Yep. So do you have to take into consideration, uh, you're shaking your head yet. The, so the you hinge have, pocket. You have to take into consideration cutting a little bit more out there for the hinge to actually sit in. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So you'll have to provide a relief um, on either the trailing edge of your airframe or the leading edge of your control surface. Uh, you'll have to provide a little bit of a relief for that pin uh, to sit. Otherwise you slide the hint, like if you, if it was just sliding into a you know a ninety degree surface with no relief, that pin would actually sit outside the center line right. of your control surface. So you do have to, um, and that's easy enough to do usually with a uh, with a, a custom made sanding tool that we talked about in the previous episode, um, or even just an Exacto. You carve out a little relief, and we're we're talking a very very small oh, it's like um, a V groove then or v something. Groove. Yep, yeah, exactly. Just out of each side, just some place where that that hinge can can be recessed so that you can maintain your hinge pin on the center line. Um, these hinges are a little bit more difficult to install uh, than the standard old flat style uh, CA or nylon hinge. Um, they require a thicker pocket uh, because the hinge itself is is much more substantial. Um, the, the plastic is actually thicker. So it, you usually can't oh, so just... so the, the actual hinge itself is the, goes down the airplane is thicker than the than you, the other kinds? Yeah, usually than a comparable uh, size flat nylon hinge. Yeah, the hinge oh, okay. is, is much more substantial. So usually... Here I go scratching myself again while I'm talking. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, so usually when you install a, a pinned nylon hinge, it'll require that, that 60 size arrow brooch that... Uh, uh, we'll be talking about in the video, um, but it, it requires material to be removed instead of just a slot or fibers separated in the in the airframe or control surface. So you have to provide uh, room for the hinge, and then you also have to protect the hinge pin itself, that, that interaction between A and B uh, from the glue that you're going to use to glue it. You don't want oh. glue to get in that joint and lock up the hinge. Because then it's not a hinge. Because then it's, <laughs> exactly. Um, lots of ways to do that. You can use um, three-in-one oil, you know, very carefully applied. You can use my personal favorite, which is a little uh, uh, Vaseline or KY, or not KY. Petroleum. Uh, petroleum jelly, thank you. Um well, jelly gay when it comes to anyway, uh the little protection on that hinge pin uh to keep the epoxy that you have to use with this hinge, just like the nylon flat hinge, um, to keep that pin protected from the adhesive so you don't lock it up with epoxy. Um so yeah, it takes a little bit more to install and they're not quite as forgiving uh for being out of alignment either, because all of these hinges rotate on the same center line. Um if that if that hinge is you know if one hinge is installed out of alignment it creates a lot of binding so you again um, like we'll talk about in our uh, hinging how to video uh, all those hinges have to be aligned which means your pockets have to be slightly oversized to give those hinges room to sort of align when you flex that control surface when you glue it up so do you when you do that then do you just because you said to cut a, a slot, like a recess slot, just in one side. So, do you line it up on the side that you don't have a well, recess slot cut into? No, the recess. You'll have to provide a relief on both surfaces. On both surfaces. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because oh, I can see how that'd be more difficult to get it lined up. Then. Yeah. Yeah, because you want that. You want that. That center line where the pin is. You want that to rest equally. Uh, Centered. Centered, pretty right. much. So you'll yeah. have to have a relief on both sides because the hinge is mirror image, you know, one side to the other. But that should be okay because when you, like when you put the hinges in to get them lined up, it's, it's, 
an epoxy, so it's going to be loose. It's still going to be right. wet. Yep. So yep. you can put it. In, I mean, is that how you do it? Then you put that's it exactly, in. That's exactly how I, I do it. I'll, I'll uh, mix up some 30-minute epoxy in a small batch, yeah. not a big batch. Uh-huh. Um, and then I'll, you know, I'll put the hinges in place, slide the control surface onto those hinges in the um, airframe. Excuse me. And then I'll slowly flex that control surface, not quite to its max travel, but at least, you know, 10, 15 degrees at least. And what that does is that sort of moves those hinges in the pocket so they all get in alignment and all happy together. And so they're not binding because exactly. once it's dry and once it's, yeah, cured, once it's cured, you're not going to be able to move it at all. Yep, you're done. Um, <laughs> so Not as easy to remove if you ever need to recover. Um, they do require quite a bit more work to remove um, if you ever have to get to a point where you need to recover it you know, or you want to get the control surface off, whatever that reason is. So with the, putting the petroleum jelly and stuff on that, mm-hmm. is that difficult to make sure you don't get it? Like, Because I, I can see putting jelly on it, putting the stuff on to make sure that it doesn't stick. But right. then how do you wipe it off like to where you don't get the, the epoxy on it? So, like, Because the epoxy yeah. is going to like ball up a little yep. bit, right? No, no, I, I understand what you're saying. So the way I do it, and this is – gosh, I did it again. <laughs> it's okay. The way I – I must have to scratch my ear so I can think. I don't know. <laughs> a subliminal thing or something. Turning the gears inside. <laughs> exactly. Got to – got they're, they're stuck, so I got to get the cogs moving. Um Anyway, the way the way I do it is, um, so I, I'm, you know, I have my hinge pockets cut, and I've got my hinges installed, and I've got everything dry fit, and I like how how everything is looking. Um, what I do right before I glue it is, I'll take, uh, in this case, Vaseline on a toothpick, and I'll just kind of brush a little. It doesn't take much. I mean, you don't need a lot. Um, just a little bit on both sides of the. So I'll flex the hinge all the way over. Put a little bit of the. Um, Vaseline there, and then I'll flip the hinge over and do the same thing on the other side. But a real trick way to do it is to take like a I'm sorry, uh, a, a trick way. Yeah, a really slick way to do it is <laughs> to take a baby food jar lid or any kind of small metal lid, put some Vaseline in that, and then set your uh, covering iron in a vise or something uh, so that the shoe is up. And you set that lid on that shoe at a medium setting or so, and it'll liquefy that petroleum jelly. Oh. And you just simply dip, dip the hinge, you know, fold the hinge over and dip just the hinge line in that jelly and pull it out and you're good. Do you do both sides? Do you flip yeah, it? I do. Yeah. yeah. Yep, just to make sure I've got I've got as much in there as I as I need, and then you've got a permanently lubricated hinge. You don't have to remove that uh, Vaseline at all. You just leave it in there, and it provides a nice lubrication for that pin. Oh, that's a good idea. I might yep. have to try those one day. Yep. I don't know yet. We'll see. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Uh, they're not my favorite hinge. We're getting to that, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but those are those are really good quality hinges. And Dubro, I've been using Dubro hinges forever, and uh, and they yeah they they work really well and they operate really 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 smooth. That's what I like about the pinned style hinges. So, well, well, let's talk price afterwards. Like cheapest <laughs> okay. to most expensive. Okay. I don't know, but let's get through all of them first. We okay. don't we don't have that much left. So the next one is is my favorite. Um, it's a variation of the flat pinned style hinge. Um, this is a hinge that's called a pinpoint hinge. Um, Robart makes them. I think there's a few other companies that make them. Um, they're basically just a round hinge. Um, or a round piece of plastic that is in, has a, a pin in the middle, just like a pin hinge, except these are round. Um, they're very, very strong. Uh, you do require um, a technique to install them. 
but they are super, super strong. And they're really, really versatile too, uh, depending on the angle that you install them. Like you don't have to install these in line. You can, you can have, you know, the hinge protrude, I say out the bottom of a trailing edge and then back up to the, you know, the other control surface. So you can actually have a control surface that kind of has a fouler type actuation. Oh, so when you say in line, it doesn't have to be on the center line of right. the control surface. Exactly. I yep. gotcha. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So your, your, your hinged line can be wherever you want it to be. And that's the beauty of these things is that they're not a flat piece of plastic that you have to figure out how to, how to mount. It's just a, a hole with another smaller or another slightly larger hole to accommodate the, the point. Well, why can't you do that with the other type of hinges? Well, you can. Um, you certainly can, but it would look a little awkward. Uh, let's say you wanted to do a Fowler type um, actuation. Um, Which, to, what does that mean? So that's where uh, the control surface, instead of just being hinged, um, you know, that to just go up and down, it actually comes kind of down and out as it as it actuates, like a flap, for example. Instead of just being you know hinged to where it just goes straight down, and a fowler actuation actually as it as it moves it actually kind of pulls away from the leading edge or the trailing edge and comes down at the same time kind of like the flaps on on um uh, oh, on that e-flight air tractor exactly um and so you you can accomplish that by actually drilling a hole instead of in line with your hinge line you just come down below and your hinge is actually at some weird angle to your trailing edge exposed so it's not in the hinge actual joint. And then, you know, your control surface, the other hinge goes up to the control surface, and then they sort of operate at an angle, which I is pretty I think I slick. understand a little bit what you're saying then. Yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll, it's, it's much like if you Google Fowler flap operation, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. And that would be hard to do with a flat hinge because then instead of just simply drilling a hole to glue the hinge into, you have to figure out a way to put some sort of a flat wide slot and then you have that flat wide hinge hanging out there in the airfoil as opposed to something round and streamlined. And so the other thing I guess then that judging by the way you're talking that would make that easier is the fact that they're longer hinges. They are. And that was a, another point I was going to make. So they require a, a, a deeper uh, pocket because the hinge is, is much, much longer than a flat style hinge um, because the hinge actually resembles um, a rod that say uh, on a Robart 40 size, you know, their, their standard medium size, I think is what they call them, um, eighth inch hinge, you know, the hinge itself from one end to the other is probably pretty close to two and a half to three inches long total. So you can see the, it requires quite a bit more structure in the hinge pocket. So for each that, side then is you know, inch rough, and a half, yeah, roughly inch, an inch and, and a half or so. Yeah. As opposed to a CA hinge, which is like an inch might, overall. Might be, maybe. Yeah, it might be a half an inch on either side of the center yeah. line. Yeah. Okay. So it requires more structure for the hinge to be glued into. Um, but because of that, a side effect is that they are stronger. Um, so you may have to, like if you're going to retrofit an older airframe, you'll want to make sure that there's material uh, enough for that hinge to grab a hold of, uh, preferably all the way, uh, you know, th these hinges are barbed on either end. So they um, designed to hold onto the um, structure with epoxy. So you'll want to make sure that if you're going to retrofit an older airframe that you actually have enough material to glue these hinges to. But uh, in a new build, it's easy to do. I just, um, like on my Duelist, I use these on my Duelist. I just added material to the trailing edge of my horizontal stabilizer, for example, um, so that I knew I had enough engagement for that hinge. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, I understand. So the, the pocket is long enough for the drill bit to go into? Exactly. So you're not drilling into air? Into air, right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So they do require a technique to install, which is it's not very hard. Uh, actually, Robart, for their hinges, they sell a tool um, designed just for their hinges that makes it uh, makes it pretty pretty foolproof. Um, I can do it, so I think just about <laughs> anyone else can. Um, but like I said, it does require a little bit of a technique. Um, but once you've got it down, it's super easy to do. You drill, in the case of the Robart, eighth-inch uh, hinge points, uh, you drill an eighth-inch hole. And then because of the center of the hinge is a little bit thicker than the points themselves, uh, you come back and you counterbore another three-sixteenths, I think it was, uh, just deep enough to uh, accommodate that hinge uh pin area, kind of like on a flat hinge, how you have to yeah, flat create a recess. Yeah. Same idea here. Um, but yeah, once you do that, man, you slide these things in there and they are super, super strong. And then just like they are a little more critical for alignment um, because you don't have that nice wide flat area to sort of, um, you can you can go oversize on your hinge pocket a little bit to give the room or to give the hinge room to self-align, you know, when you flex the control surfaces. The, oh, okay. uh, the hinge points are are much less um, forgiving of having them not in alignment. So, um, and by alignment you mean horizontal alignment, exactly. Like on a horizontal stab or something, you're talking about side to side, not up and down. Exactly. Okay. Yep. yep. So, um, other than that, once you develop your technique and you've got the installation, um, you know, down to a T, they're really nice hinges, and I I like them because they do operate very very smoothly and they are super strong. Again, you know, because these are these are a pinned hinge, the the hinge uh, the joint requires protection, just like the flat hinge did uh, from the the adhesive. In this case, epoxy. Uh, you can really only use these with epoxy, um, but the yeah, same same principle applies. A little uh, Vaseline on the hinge, you know, joint there of the hinge will protect it from the uh, the epoxy. Um, these are probably the most difficult to remove. Um, if you ever need to remove the control surface. <laughs> that's nice. So That's good to hear. That's what my big yak has on it. That's what I got to take apart. Yeah. Well, I mean, usually because of the um, how smooth they operate and the way they operate, um, usually you can open these up. Like when you disconnect your control linkage, you'll usually have enough flex or enough opening in that um, in that hinge area in gap. that you can usually get by with recovering these without actually having to take them off the airframe. Oh. And that's, and that's one, in my opinion, one advantage of this hinge is because you don't have that nice wide flat area to try to work covering around. It's just a small little eighth inch wide hole, essentially, um, that is usually pretty easy to, to recover in place. Do they so, come bigger than eighth inch? Yeah, uh, okay. I think Robart makes them in three sizes. They make uh, like a small half A, you know, like small airplane size. And then the eighth inch, which kind of covers everything from, you know, 20 size to big airplanes. And then they make a, uh, I think they call it a quarter scale size, but they're actually three sixteenths uh, diameter hinges. And that's probably what's on your yak. Yeah, I was going to say the ones on my yak look bigger than eighth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. that's probably the, the Robart three sixteenths ones, the big ones. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, uh, but there's other companies that make them too. I, I don't, I can't think of the names off the top of my head, but uh, I've seen some of the ARFs uh, that come from overseas have pinned hinges in them too. And I'm sure those aren't Robart hinges. They're probably some other copy, <laughs> probably. <laughs> like um, a Rabart or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this is my favorite hinge. I really like these. Uh, I like uh, 
Well, I like to tinker, so I like the fact that it requires tinkering to install them and, and get them set up. And these are probably the hinges that I'm going to try to use on our, uh, our trimotor project, project. Oh, you think so? I think so. We'll be able to get a scale enough look with them? Oh, yeah. I, oh, absolutely. Yep. Okay. Well, another nice thing about these hinges I, I didn't mention is that um, <clears throat> with the Robart hinges, you can actually recess the hinge, say, into the trailing edge of the horizontal stabilizer, and then you can create a rounded profile into the leading edge of the elevator, and then you could actually kind of slide those two inside each other, and as long as your center line of your hinge runs, you know, the center line of the leading edge of the um of the hinge on the elevator, you can actually have an actuation where you never get a hinge gap ever because it's just rotating kind of like a ball and socket kind of a thing. Well, and that's kind of like, so that medium sized yak that I bought, yeah. um, we were looking at that before and I don't know right. what kind of hinges are on that, but that is completely like self-contained yeah. and there is yep. no gap whatsoever. No, so whatsoever. It's, it's actually like a rounded front on the ailerons mm-hmm. and then a completely uh, concave rounded right. area that it sits in. Yep, the inverse of with that. With like yep. a long pin that goes through the whole thing. Yeah, those are those are a hinge that uh, that's not a hinge that you're going to buy like in a package. That's a hinge that's designed into the airframe. Yeah, just by looking at it, that is one that is designed into it like before they even start to build the airplane, they know that's how it's going to be done because you can't add it later. Right, exactly. Um, has has a you know, flat pieces in, in the case of that yak, they're fiberglass, actually fiberglass plates coming out of the trailing edge of the wing and then fiberglass plates glued to the leading edge of the ailerons that then kind of come over and they lap together and then a hole drilled continuously through all of the hinges uh, and then joined by one single hinge pin. Which um, is actually kind of nice. I like really that. It's really slick. I like that. I like that layout, but that's something that usually has to be incorporated into the design of the airplane right from the beginning. Well, it would definitely be the most difficult, I think, to make to yeah. get all those lined up because you don't get two chances at it. So I, I think that would be like CAD designed into it. But the other thing that I think would be more difficult between that and any other kind is finding the pin to go into it. So it's like the pin that's on those is, what do you think, that's three feet long, give or take? Yeah, it's yeah, So it's like a three foot long, I don't know if it's aluminum or steel or carbon fiber or whatever it is. the pin on that one is actually carbon fiber rod. Okay, yeah. so it's it's that, but then at the very end of it, it has threads. Yeah, and then the very end of it, like on top of the threads, is uh, uh, what is it like a five millimeter hex, hex something like that, like an Allen socket or yeah. Allen socket wrench thing. So that's <laughs> complete. I don't know why I messed that one up? Um, like an Allen head socket wrench thing, whatever. But that, I mean, that's a completely you can't get that hardware anywhere. Right. So not that right. I've seen at least. That yeah. is that was specific. made for that airplane, yeah, for yeah. sure. So um, I like it, but I don't know if I would ever build anything with it just because of the difficulty with yeah. it. You and besides that, you can you can replicate <clears throat> that same interface with Robart pinned hinges. Well what I like about the interface with it is the fact that I can take the pins out. Yeah. So if you have like a big rudder or something you need to take off for storage or for transportation, you can use that and pull the pin out in one fell swoop. Yeah. Or you know, do any of these yep. other ones come with like a removable pin? Like no, the ones you've talked they about? Don't come that like some of the I think the large the um now, they might actually be called extra-large Dubro pinned hinges. I believe those have cotter pins in them so that you can you can pull the cotter pins out individually for each hinge. Um, but I've never – I don't think there's a hinge on the market that is designed uh, to be set up the way that Yak is. Um, 
But certainly you could take a Dubro hinge, take the cotter pins out and set it up that way for sure. Mm. Yeah. That would be... Maybe we can do that on the on this one, on the big project here. If we need to. I mean, if that's something you want to do, I mean, we can make it happen because we haven't built anything yet. <laughs> if we need to, we can do it. But I don't see a reason because the, the rudder is, yeah. what, five inches on that? It's not... Yeah, it's not, it's not terribly, gonna be a, terribly a, huge. Yeah, it's not going to make a big difference. Um, oh. So any other... Is that like your, your hinges? Yeah, that's... I mean, that that's going to pretty much cover most of the standard types. I mean, there's, there's lots of other types of hinges that you can buy on the market um, designed for various things like... Uh, you know, landing gear doors, there's hinges you can buy for that that allows the door to sort of drop away from the airframe before it actually kind of opens. Um, it's a, it's an offset style hinge. Uh, bomb bay doors, kind of the same same idea. There's lots of different um, hatch hinges. There's, that, there's, there's lots of different types of hinges. But for control surfaces, I think we've pretty much covered uh, pretty much the, the gamut that's available right now. So... Now that we're done with hinges, okay. how do you install them? Like not, don't get into it too much because I know this is audio. It's kind of hard for people listening right. to find out and there will be a video showing it. Yep. But what are some good techniques? What are some good tools to use with them? Well, so a few things like on the CA hinges, uh, something that makes them easy to easier, I should say, to slide into the slots are, you know, make sure your slot is more than just a slot. You know, use the right tool, remove some material, create a pocket, um, CA hinges and flat nylon hinges are the same same idea. If you don't create a pocket when you slide that hinge in, you're adding thickness to the trailing or leading edge, depending on what we're talking about. And then when you cover that, you'll see that. You know, you'll see when a it's bump. done, you'll see a bump everywhere there's a hinge. So to avoid that, use the right tool, dig out the balsa uh, for the pocket, make sure there's a proper pocket there for the hinge. Um, also with CA hinges, something that makes them easier to install is to cut 45 degree corners on all the corners. Just to just take a little piece of that hinge off, and that'll kind of allow it to go into the slot a little bit easier if your if your pocket's a little tight. Some of the hinges I have are, are rounded on the edges too. Yep, there you so go. So if yep. they're rounded, you don't have to do that. Exactly. But I know what you're talking about. Some of them literally are just like squares, squares or rectangular pieces <laughs> right. of whatever that material is. Yeah, nylon with the, yeah. with the cotton flocking or whatever that is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, CA hinges. Uh, and and with all hinges in general, make sure you have a pocket, not just a slit in the wood. Well, CA though would be the only one really you could kind of get away with just or just using a, a slit. True. It's harder to put in, but you don't have to worry as much about it. So really, for something like that, you could just use your exacto uh, uh, knife. Yep. If you had to. If you had to. Yep. That's not the preferable way, but it's right. a, a way. Yep. Uh, and then a, you know a technique I'll use uh, when doing CA hinges, and you know you. You plunge the exacto knife in there, and then you've got your pocket. I take the exacto and I kind of slide it back and forth in the plot in the pocket, and I let the back side or the or the spine of the blade sort of kind of burnish the uh, the wood in the pocket, and I'll do that on both sides, and that that helps too with the installation. Well, that kind of opens it up just a hair, keeps the bumps to a minimum. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, what's an arrow brooch? I've heard you talk about that. Yeah, so that uh, is a really really neat tool. Um, it's designed for the purpose. Uh, it's not a tool that's been adapted from other uh, forms, but it's a it's a serrated. Uh, blade that is triangular in shape designed to be plunged into balsa and it actually shears off balsa fibers and creates a pocket for the hinge. Uh, super easy to use. Uh, it's actually kind of fun to use, especially on open framework. <laughs> um, but because it does remove balsa, it tends to put that balsa in the 
um, in the structure. So like if you oh, have like open, in the cavity where yeah, it's, so if you yeah. have open structure, you might want to wait <laughs> before you, uh, before you finish sheeting it, you might want to provide some place for those balsa shavings to go. Otherwise they're trapped in there forever and they'll forever be getting on your nerves every time they rattle around. <laughs> I have a few airplanes like that. So yeah, I know. And so the same thing goes for cover covering until it's, yeah, right. don't cover until it's done. Right. Exactly. Um, and that way you can get all that yep. shavings out yep. and not yeah, be you can annoyed. The like, in um, after the covering, but cut the slots before you cover it. That, yeah. That'll, that'll help you out a lot. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. Um, my favorite tool, unfortunately, you can't get anymore. Yeah, is the uh, Great Plains slot machine. Yeah, and unfortunately, that was discontinued a while ago. But man, that makes cutting slots so easy. It really does. And I tell you what, I mean, for a tool that has been out of production for as long as it's been out of production, I see a surprising number of those for sale on on the RC groups uh, classifieds and on eBay even. So they can still be had, but eventually, yeah, I mean. When you want one, one may not be available. Yeah. So if you see one, buy one. <laughs> yeah. And they usually go for around 35 or so dollars or sometimes less, but uh, definitely yeah. worth the investment, especially if you're going to build a lot. And especially with if you're going to build a lot with flat style hinges, man, that tool is the cat's meow. Yeah. It's so quick, so <laughs> easy. And you're done cutting a hinge and you're ready to cut more. Yeah, exactly. You're like, wow, that was fun. I got to cut some more. Yeah. And then you're out of... And then you're looking for more airplanes to build so you can cut more hinges with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a, another note, um, how I apply epoxy whenever I'm using hinges that require epoxy, I don't coat the hinge with epoxy and then slide it in the in the slot. What I like to do is I like to take epoxy and kind of ball it up on the slot that I'm sliding the hinge into. And then I'll take the hinge and that I'll take the hinge and the push it into the slot and that pushes the epoxy in with it and leaves most of the epoxy in the in the pocket not at the top of the pocket at your hinge at your hinge line i can see how that's helpful because then you don't have all that push out coming back into the hinge the actual hinge itself okay for a flat style hinge it it helps a little but on our pinned style hinges it helps a lot nice to to keep uh, epoxy out of those uh those joints that we're trying to protect with uh you know the vaseline so okay little tip i use Anything else? Uh, no, I think that uh, that pretty much covers it. Be sure to check out our YouTube video. Um, if it's not out when this comes out, um, hopefully Ron will get off his lazy bum and do the <laughs> editing he needs to do to get it out shortly after. And it'll all become crystal clear when you see the video. There you go. Sooner <laughs> rather than later. Yes, so, exactly. All right, cool. Well, then until next time, I'm Ron. And I'm Tom. Good night. Good night. Good night.